It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Check it out. Let the new era, well, new-ish era begin, everyone. What's up? It's Jason Jones of The Athletic, and welcome back to the Ruler of the Court podcast. We talk Sacramento Kings basketball. We talk hip-hop and whatever else might come to my mind. And I sit to you, I come to you, should I say, on this here Tuesday as I record, after making the decision, maybe one I'll regret at this rate, but uh, to go check out the Kings in person again last night. Did you have to? I have to go? No, but I had already planned to go to this particular game, and it happens to be um, Monday night's uninspiring effort from the team as they've dropped eight of nine in the first game after Luke Walton was fired. This time they lost to. A Philadelphia 76ers team that didn't have most of its players. It essentially didn't have four or five starters. They were playing some guys from their summer league team. Yeah, so awesome job by the Kings. Oh, God. Whew. When I say awesome, of course, I mean awesome as in terrible. And where do we begin? Where do we begin? Where do we begin? You know, this kind of speaks, I think uh, Monday's effort speaks to the fact that uh, firing Luke Walton wasn't about him losing the locker room because generally if a team, say, hates its coach, it'll come out that first game afterward and at least play with some fire. And you'll be like, wow, okay, those guys are really, you know, they've, they've been inspired. And really all you saw was a continuation of what the team was already doing. Completely fizzled out in the fourth quarter. Uh, Interim head coach Alvin Gentry sounding a lot like Luke Walton (laughs) after the game. You know, uh, wash, rinse, repeat. That's what you do when you're the Sacramento Kings. And there's so many things to go into about the, the decision to fire Luke. And I've talked about him in other places and it's it's just it's it's just unbelievable the team would put itself in this position. Uh it's just unbelievable and to me the the the, the symbolism of Monday's loss to Philadelphia is this. It's not just they lost, it's just that just in case you didn't know 
this team's problems are way bigger than Luke Walton. And that came across even... Uh, I'll start with just... I'll start... Before I get to the player, I'll start with the, the coaching situation. As like I said, the team's problems are much bigger than Luke Walton. And here's what I mean by that. Luke Walton gets fired. Okay. Gets fired on a Sunday. The kind of the natural assumption is that Alvin Gentry takes over, but someone else who was also considered was Doug Christie. And if you're a Kings fan, obviously you love Doug. I don't know anyone who doesn't like Doug, but the fact that Doug was considered just shows you kind of how fucked up things are in Sacramento. Let me take you back. Back in July, when Doug was added to the coaching staff, this is right before summer league. You heard some rumblings about kind of like, uh, you know, some uncomfortable feelings, you know, just in the building about the way that situation was handled. But when it was announced, literally right at the start of free agency, like who who does that? Like who does that? And you put in, in you know, not only is you no know, Doug and you know added to the staff, you um the. The feeling, you know, he's missed, say, he's missed all the grind, grind and the grunt work of, you know, covering the draft. All those, he's missed all the grind work. He just, he shows up in summer league. Is that Doug's fault? No. But this is, is, I'm explaining to you kind of how you build resentment within a staff. And then the moment he's at it, the field, you know, you're already hearing the talk about how when they fire Luke, they're going to look at Doug. Mind you, at this point, Doug had never sat on the sidelines as a coach. He hadn't done summer league yet. But you'd already be, okay, you started hearing those rumblings about, you know, he he's a guy who can win the press conference. He's a former player. Fans will love it. Blah, 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 blah. Again, just a horrible handling of the situation by the Kings. If you want to bring Doug along, that's fine. But you bring Doug along early in the process you let him do the work with the rest of the assistants you just don't drop him off in summer league and then get to the season you've got doug you know sitting on the front row with the coaching staff while people who have who have really put in the work and the grind like a lindsey harding a rico hines a stacy augman are still on the back row and i know it's kind of uh that means something you know where you sit as a coach in the nba it means something and it's it to me. It's it puts Doug in a weird position because well, I don't think Doug necessarily has any ill intention, but Doug hasn't done the same amount of work to say that Lindsey's done, that Stacy's, that you know, that Jonah's done. You know, it's just not like that, and it's just not a good look to owe it. It's not a good look, and it speaks to the typical dysfunction of this franchise when people knew that. A guy who had been on the sidelines for 17 games would actually get considered for the head job, like, and it was, and they actually did this. They actually did it. That is what's crazy. So, if you want to understand part of what is wrong with Sacramento with stuff like that, it's stuff like that. You don't do, yeah. If you wanted to make Doug a coach, you do it the right way, and I don't and. This is not on Doug. This is not on Luke. This is on the organization allowing this shit to happen. And this is how you get to where you are right now. Obviously, Doug didn't get the head job. And I think that's probably better off for Doug than anyone. Because 
he'd be in a no-win situation if he were coaching his team. Yo, yo, he'd be just as flustered as Alvin was last night. And again, I think it just speaks to the greater dis- dysfunction of the team. And you know, you wonder why you hear rumblings. You know, this is going back even in the summer that some of the assistants wanted out, and it wasn't because of Luke. These are the type of things that make people not want to be a part of your organization. And as I said before, this is still bigger than Luke Walton. Bigger than Luke Walton. When stuff like this is going on, it's bigger than Luke Walton. Luke is gone. You can't blame Luke for the rest of this, but it's bigger. And this situation here is a prime example of why it's bigger than Luke and why this organization has a lot of stuff to clean up. You know, just outside of the coach, and, and, and I don't know. Do you trust them to hire the you know the next coach? Oh, we shall see. As of right now, I can understand you saying you don't trust the situation at all. Now, now that I've kind of hit on just the craziness that is the uh, management slash you know coaching situation, let's get to the players. Let's get to the players. Uh, kind of doing my due diligence, talking to various scouts. You know people around the league about this team and what's interesting is the Kings are known that they consider De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, and Harrison Barnes essentially untradeable players. Talk to people around the league, they say all of these guys, including De'Aaron, should be tradable. Why? Because you're not good. What are you holding on to? What, because it got you like I mean, what do you, really? Why would you not explore every option to make something happen? Because this team is not going to all of a sudden win 10 in a row because Luke is gone. And last night, again, De'Aaron, you know, if you looked at the box score and you saw De'Aaron's numbers versus Tyrese Maxey's are pretty similar, but numbers can lie. And if you actually watched the game, you would not have said that De'Aaron had more of an impact than Tyrese Maxey. You know, and you when you when you watch, you go, "What? They 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 actually did not." You add to that the fact they let Shake Milton go to work on them. They scored twelve points in the four. It's just typical, you know. You saw the mental mistakes. You saw the, you know, blown defensive assignments. You saw all that all on full display again, and it's brought in some things into question. I know my man Sam Amick writes about it. No, it's in the athletic, but it's, I'll discuss it here. Just number one, what's going on with De'Aaron? You know, maybe it's something personal. We don't know. But the way his kind of up and down play last, you know, season at times, you know, when he was great, he was great. But when he wasn't great, it was like, uh, between that and just the way he's kind of come out to this season, as one person uh, around the league told me, he's playing like he wants to be traded. He looks like he's going through the motions. There's no, there's not, there's no zip to his game. You have to ask yourself: Is De'Aaron really your franchise player? Has maybe has the losing beaten him down to the point where he just doesn't have that fire? Who knows? But without Luke in the way, I think you have to seriously start just going player by player and seeing: Is this a guy that we can win with? And if, if you're GM Monty McNair, who made some moves I thought that would 
make the team slightly better than it was last season and give them a chance to compete for the play-in. But let's not be deceived and act like this team had some major overhaul. Of the new, you know, essentially you uh, re-signed Mo Harkless, who has been in and out the lineup now. You you know, you re-signed Rashawn, which I think, I think everyone would agree Rashawn Holmes is a good person to have in your team. You, I don't know if we've, we've ever gotten that question as to why you traded DeLon Wright for another big. I don't think we've really ever gotten that question. I mean, there's just a lot of just weird stuff with the actual team, you know, actual team. So never mind the possibility of tension on the coaching staff and people wanting to exit over how things are being handled. You just got a weird team put together now. I mean, you re-signed Terrence Davis and he doesn't even play. I mean, it's, 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 you know, because he drafted Davion Mitchell, another guard. So you have a bunch of guys who all kind of do variations of the same thing. And somebody told me, you got a bunch of role players, really. Really, you know, guys who should be, you know, you know third options, reserve type players. You got a bunch of them. So you can't tell me none of these guys are tradable. And you've, I think the Kings have to make some type of move just to shake up the the core of this group. Because what, you, what I see right now is a team that's going to continue to play the way they played the last three years. They're going to have moments where they play well and go. all people go, oh my, this is changing. And then they're going to lose six in a row or whatever the case may be. They're going to have ruts like this. Which is why you have to focus on the players about to me the rest of the season never mind the win loss you got to figure out what you've got but you would have thought Mania did last season but you kind of threw all that into a loop by coming back with a coach and then you fire him before Christmas and uh, if you believe so much in these players you probably you should have made a coaching change before you know to, to not even let a guy get to Thanksgiving means you never you didn't to me that means you didn't believe in him you didn't you know if if losing, you know, over the last couple of weeks, and I get how bad it looked, but if losing to the Utah Jazz was the final straw, a team, remember, three of the Kings' losses of the season are to Utah. So, if losing to one of the best teams in the West was the final straw, yeah, you should have did this earlier and put your emphasis on the players uh, nah. uh, in the summer to, ch- to change this roster yeah we know they tried they tried to move Buddy and tried to get Kuzma you know you know and you know Montrez Harrell would that have put him over the top no but it would have it would have been something now you, you're in a situation where you got to continue to evaluate these players and figure out exactly what it is you want to do but it all stops starts at top it starts with ownership. It starts with the front office and the way they've handled things. Like I said, you know, whether it be actually considering Doug for the job or letting someone in the front office push Doug as a, as a legit candidate, which is in essence disrespecting the people who have worked their asses off for the last couple of years. Uh, just, yeah, man, that's a tough one. But. Just based on you know what I know and kind of this the backstory with all that stuff, would not be shocked to see. You know, I wouldn't say people are going to change or you know or more people are going to leave, but yeah, just 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 keep an eye out on just the uh, dynamic of the coaching staff and 
those little subtle things like, you know, if Alvin's up talking, you know, who who else is like getting up and talking in the hut? You no, know, just think, you know, just protocol type things. Man, I'm sorry, folks. This is just it's actually exhausting to continue to talk about when it comes to this team because they can't get the Kings. They can't get out of their own way. They just refuse to get out of their own way. But what more can you say? You know, like I said, Alvin. You know, you wish Alvin Gentry the best, but what the hell is he going to do with this team? Now he says, you know, you got to play better. You got to find other guys on the team who will play fast and play hard and all that stuff. Yeah, heard this story for the last what fifteen years, whatever it's been for the Kings. Yeah, all these years, still trying to find the guys that'll turn it around and. They're no closer to turning it around than they were four or five years ago. You just got guys who were older and make a lot more money. Playing this up with, you know, this team, you know, this team is no closer to getting to the playoffs and say that 2018-19 team. The one I call the Mirage team. They're no closer than them. But, hey, that is what it is, folks. Uh I would say I'm glad I saw it and I went out and saw more of it in person last night. But I'm really not. I mean, it was cool to see see folks, but they played like trash. That was just pitiful to go out there and lose to essentially uh, Philly's you know practice squad. I mean, no disrespect to some of the other guys, you know, on that team. You know, I mean, they did have like I said, Shake Milton, Tyrese Maxey. Those guys are good players. You know. They let Andre Drummond just destroy them. But, you know, no Tobias Harris, no Seth Curry, no Joel Embiid. You go on and on and on. Kings still got their asses kicked by the, the Philadelphia 76ers. I found it to be embarrassing. What the hell do I know? And with that, I've got a little special word uh, for you from the good old folks at DraftKings. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes. That's right, huge cash prizes all season long. With DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest, basketball, football, UFC, you name it. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Well, here we go. What's the call to action? What do we need from you? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. 
Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, everyone. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, for, here's my favorite part of the show because we're not talking about the Kings anymore. We're talking about hip-hop music. And on the day... I am recording. Uh, I haven't, you know, verified the date, but it seems about right. You know, if not, oh well. But I believe to, uh, on this here day, this is the anniversary of the release of one of the greatest hip hop records ever, Doggy Style. Mm-hmm. Dropped. Oh man, I'm feeling really, really old when I say this. Man, I feel old. I know I, I knew I know I was in high school when Doggy Style came out by the great Snoop Doggy Dog as he was known back then. But I mean, this is this is just like jarring. This album is 28 years old. Released November 23rd, 1993. My god. That's it. It is the, I guess it, to me, one of the greatest hip-hop uh, albums ever. Uh, the time it came out was just a wild time. It was released. You know, you know, as Snoop was in a murder trial. So much craziness going on in his life. Hip-hop was crazy. But let me just walk you through why Doggy Style is indeed... Uh, I put it in my top 10. I guess not just, you know, rap, top 10 albums ever. It's one of those albums where I, I think there's, there's a, to me, there's very few no skip albums. And this one right here, this is a no skip album start to finish. And I'm just going to give you a few highlights to marinate on. So when you, you know get off of this here podcast and, and want to check it out. And. You know, you know all the stuff for Snoop, but I'm gonna highlight some of the some of the features and other things that you need to make sure you check out. Uh, remember G Funk intro? I don't think Lady of Rage gets nearly the flower she deserves for what she did on that song. She killed it. So you you know, as you play it back, go ahead and listen to that from Lady of Rage. Then you know, we all know about gin and juice, the shiz. You know, my favorites. I think the shiznit. Might be my favorite Snoop song ever, and that's saying a lot. I don't. So you gotta go ahead and go with that. And I mean, I don't, you know, ain't no fun. It's still uh, one of the you know, classic party anthems. I dare you to turn that on at a party and not see shit get jumping. I'm telling you. Uh, you know who I who I who am I? What's my name? Is still a classic. Oh, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to run the whole thing down. But like I said, if you got some time today, tomorrow, play Doggy Style to celebrate 28 years of one of the greatest albums ever made. Then go ahead and go through your Snoop Dogg collection. Snoop has his newest thing, you know, Algorithm. Now working with Def Jam, you can check that out too. But like I said. Just go, uh, just go ahead and go through your Snoop collection in honor of the 23rd anniversary, not 23rd, the 28th anniversary of Doggy Style. 
one of the top albums ever. Where do you rank it in your Snoop catalog? I have it number oh, number one, yeah, number one. And like I said, I have it. I don't. It was like chasing greatness. I don't think Snoop could ever top this. It was just the timing was perfect. The the circus around him, media wise, career wise, was crazy. All of that. And then he delivered, you know, a classic album in the midst of all that was going on. So, shout out to Snoop. Shout out to DraftKings. Shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network. Shout out to everyone who's going to enjoy the, uh, the Thanksgiving uh, holiday here in the States. Uh, if you do so, go ahead and be safe. I'll be watching football and not thinking about the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> you know what it is. I am Jason Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. And this is, has been the Ruler of the Court podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. Again, I'm Jason Jones. I am out. <laughs>